Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Praise God. You may be seated for a few moments just to share a couple of scriptures with you this evening before we continue on with our ministry of worship and also prayer. We've designated Wednesday evening for a time of prayer and praise, worshiping God. Also praying and believing God to move by his power and might within our midst. Praise God. And I think about that and I think about so many different things that have taken place. Um, Personally, in my own life, many wonderful things, especially even first coming here like 40, almost 43 years ago. But um, I was asked to pray or, or to go to preach up in Prayer Mountain. And they were holding a revival up there. And I said, sure. Little did I know that a few people from around the county decided that they wanted to go see this short Italian whippersnapper that just came to Midland from Youngstown. And they thought that they would, uh, you know, check that person out. Now, I didn't know that at the time. I had no clue that that's what was going on. So I had no idea. I just went up there to preach a message. And I did, I preached a message, but during the time of worship, like right here, right now, as we were ministering to the Lord, I looked over to my right, and I saw what I thought was a cookout. But the problem was, I didn't see a grill. All I saw was like smoke. The wind was blowing, it's up on the mountain there, the wind was blowing, and pretty much... The tent was flapping, you know, and all that. And I looked again, and I still saw the cloud there, and it wasn't moving. Of course, I immediately realized that it wasn't a cookout. And I realized that it was the glory of God. Saw the glory of God just standing. In the Bible, sometimes it'll say, in the glory of the Lord was standing. Just standing right there off to the right. And here we are under this tent. Everybody's ministering to the Lord, worshiping God like we are right here. And that divine presence was there. And then the fourth time I looked, it was gone, completely gone. And I know in the Bible what it says, and you kind of wonder, ponder over some of these things. Say, let's stop and think about it. You know, what's this mean and what's going on here? There's nothing like the presence of God. Nothing in the world like the presence of God. You know, and... If you're not mindful enough, you can get maybe a little bit too emotional over it. God wants us to be spiritual, not just emotional. He wants us to enter into the fullness or the depths of what he really wants to accomplish and achieve. But I just kept it to myself. Now, I admit I was a young whippersnapper in the Lord. I just got got out of Bible school, took over the church there in Midland and just started in ministry. Had a lot of miracles took place even before that, but then... Seeing something like that, I kind of pondered and wondered in my mind, what in the world's going on here? What's this all about? Why did the Lord let me see his glory that was standing over there? Well, I found out afterwards, because when I got done ministering, and I gave an altar call, 
And when I gave that altar call, people started to come to the front and the power of God fell. And when I tell you, it fell and they fell. The power of God just hit every people that were coming to, to be prayed for. The power of God just fell on them. It was a wonderful manifestation, you know, of the presence of God and of the glory of God. We're living in the last of the last days. And I believe that it's time that God is pouring out his spirit in wonderful manifested ways. And where there's hungry hearts, he will show himself strong. Indeed, he will. And I believe the former days, the latter days can be better than the former days. In these days of the latter rain, when he pours out his spirit, all that we've seen even in the Pentecostal movement way back to Azusa Street Revival, I do believe before his return, there will be this unleashing of the glory of God to bring people into the kingdom before he finally just says, that's it, go bring my church back home to me. And so I do believe that we're living in that time right now. And there's a lot of uh, things that point to that. And we do believe that because all the seven manifestations of the feast days in Israel, four of them have taken place on the exact day. And the next three that are about to take place start in September, which is going to be the Feast of Trumpets. And when that takes place, we do believe that's the rapture of the church because it's the only feast day of the seven that you don't know exactly when it starts. You don't know the date, the time, or the hour that it starts. You may know the couple of days that it's going to be around, but you don't know the date, the time, or the hour that it's going to take place. So I would rather be ready and wrong (laughs) than not ready. And wrong. (laughs) What about you? Amen. God wants us to be a supernatural people. That look to him and him alone. Not playing church, but walking with the living God like Enoch walked with the living God. Let's look at Romans 8, 26 and 27. This is from the Amplified Bible. I'm sorry, New Living Testament. New Living Translation. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, our weakness, for we, for example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Here we have a manifestation of the Spirit, whether it's groanings uh, from within, words that you can't articulate in your own speech. It is a manifestation of the presence, the power, and the glory of God. That same Shekinah glory lives on the inside of every believer. And he enables us to pray out the perfect will of God for whoever, whatever we're praying for. And why is that? Because we have limits. We have limitations in this earth. There are certain things that you just don't know what to pray for as you ought. You can pray the word over that situation, but there's some things possibly that we don't see that God wants us to pray out that represent his perfect will in these given situations, which is why it's imperative, it's important. I do believe that we learn all that we can about the ministry of the Spirit in these last days in which we live, and that we stop the, if you want to say, the self-centered uh, Praying and say, no, 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 not my will be done, but your will be done, Lord. And let the Holy Ghost just pray his perfect will through us. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and this is from the Amplified Bible, verse 2. 
For one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. So when we're praying in our prayer language, we may not understand what we're saying, but God knows all languages. He understands all things. And although it may seem weird to some and unacceptable to others, and maybe there are those that say it's not for today, you're playing right into the hands of the enemy who doesn't want us to pray out the perfect will of God in any given situation. So as we've been praying in the Holy Ghost, and I do believe we're all born-again, spirit-filled Pentecostal people here that understand the prayer language, we're not speaking in tongues to interpret tongues. You know, we're not doing that. It's not sign tongues, but it's devotional tongues where we're praying out the perfect will of God in situations that really the Spirit knows a whole lot more about than we do. And then the final one, look at verses 14 and 15 of that same chapter from the Amplified Bible. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit by the Holy Spirit within me prays. But my mind is unproductive, it bears no fruit and helps nobody. Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. But I will intelligently with my mind and understanding also. So Paul was saying the same thing. There are certain things he prayed about in his understanding, but he knew that he was limited in his you know, thinking. And so he prayed then in the Holy Spirit and got, I'm sure, better results or more effective results as a result of praying in the Holy Ghost. So we're going to begin by just ministering to the Lord, worshiping him. Then we're going to pray some things out with regard to what's going on in our world. Ukraine, but also what's going on in here, right here, in this place, right here. We want God's fire in this place. We want God's glory in this place. And he inhabits the praises of his people if we create a habitation for him. So let's minister to the Lord this evening first, and then we'll pray out whatever 